Thank you for calling the Trash Can Customer Service Line. Please listen carefully as some of our options have changed. For streaming service, press 1. For complaints, press 2. To speak with a representative, press 3. For all other options, please press 4. Alright, I'm going to press 3. I want to talk to somebody. I'm not trying to get to no other robot here. Briefly describe what you're calling about. You could say complaints, payphone, or streaming service. Streaming service. I'm sorry. I did not get that. Please say complaints, payphone, or streaming service. Streaming service. Please enter your telephone number. Followed by the pound sign. Always asking me to jump through hoops. What's next? They're going to ask for my firstborn, too. You entered five, 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 six, seven, five, six, seven, eight, nine. If this is correct, no, no. press one. <sighs> to re-enter, press two. Thank gummit. Cancel subscription. I'm sorry. Please re-enter your phone or say representative. Representative. Oh, thank God. Maybe they'll actually connect me with a representative. Please hold. You are number five in a line of 267. Please stay on the line. Hello? This is Trashcan Streaming Service. Uh, my name is Bob. How can I assist you? I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Dodo Box Podcast. Don't you love it when you're on hold all the time and you, you get that? Anyways, I digress. Welcome to the Donut Box Podcast. Uh, I'm Micah, and like he said, he's Chris. And this week we have a fantastic episode. Chris, we've made it past Christmas. We had a fantastic Christmas episode. I loved it, bro. What'd you think? Yeah, it was a great Christmas special. And this is actually our last episode of the year. Whenever we release next week's episode, it'll be after the new year. So this is the last one of... Yeah, the last one of 2022. So is this where I cue in the, the cheesy joke of, oh, I'll see you next year? Yeah, if you weren't going to make it, I was going to make it at the end. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much, yes. All right, perfect. Well, man, um, it's so awesome to have everybody here. You know, we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all over the globe. I mean, come on. Got to give it up for Belgium. Belgium, y'all been out there, man. Y'all been out there since day one. We've got so many people who've been out here since day one, and we've got a whole bunch of numbers accumulating. So, you know, but just shout out to all of you guys. It's awesome that uh, kind of gaining a little something here because uh, I don't know about you, Chris. Well, I do know about you, but I love doing this. This is awesome. And uh, can't think of anything better than to have this thing grow, especially in the coming years. But, uh, yeah, season two, episode five. Here we go. We're going to start with the Old Fashioned Donut. And so, Old Fashioned Donut is a story from our past. Now, Chris, this is a an interesting one. It's a little bit of a painful one for me personally, but it was the time that we went to the lake, and it was the summertime, um, and you, you remember that time when your mom was like, you know what, you, Micah, and your brother, we're all going to go over to the lake for the day. 
Oh yes, I remember, and I remember just being like, "Can we bring Micah?" Because not not that I didn't want to hang out with my brother, but it's always fun when you get to bring more friends. And I remember my mom; she brought one of her friends, and I'm just gonna name her straight out. I'm gonna call her out. So sorry, mom. This lady's name was Jean Hammett. Uh, and another particular time, uh, this lady was very old, and she was very racist. And I remember she called. Uh, someone a derogatory slur and i got really mad at her for that but anyways that's besides the point i remember this is probably i don't know it's probably like a what 30 45 minute trip i think it was at elijah elijah clark i'm pretty sure that's where it was it wasn't that far out actually it was either elijah clark or there was another one it was another state park what was it called it was like uh, magnolia or something like that the state park something like that yeah it wasn't too far uh, but yeah it the wasn't name of it is not important yeah, name's not important. It was about 45 minutes away. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty popular swimming place and kind of a hangout. So we went out there for the day. If I remember, um, like, your mom had picked up some food. Like, we went to, I think, Walmart first. And we loaded up on, like, food and, like, sandwich stuff. You know, as you do, going to a lake day and kind of having a picnic. Well, you know, Chris and I and, you know, all of us get there and we get to the swimming hole and... You know, whose idea was it? I don't remember whose idea it was, but we looked across the lake. We we're like, you know what? That doesn't look that far. I I don't know who was that me that said that notion. I mean, I was pretty. I'm pretty sure we both came up with it. And let me backtrack. This lake, lakes in Georgia, they are not that great to swim in. Uh, I guess it's called. Very muddy. Yeah, very muddy. And I guess there's these things on the bottom when you get really shallow we used to call it indian crap that's what we called it um <laughs> but it's like i don't know i guess it's yeah. like sand and it's like i don't know if it's caliche or what it is but it's like really nasty muddy sand that's on the bottom of it i used to hate swimming in in lakes like that if i can't see the bottom i really don't like to swim in it well and i mean you would sink it was it was i don't know about you but like sometimes when i was a kid i was like this is just like quicksand i mean i remember losing i lost a flip-flop in there like i lost all because i mean it was straight up mud like i mean if you got down in there i mean it was pretty it had some suction to it sometimes i mean it was pretty crazy um yeah i didn't quite like swimming in parts of that lake and if I remember correctly, it was kind of, uh, wasn't it kind of a dry year? So it was a little bit more muddy, kind of up closer to the swimming area than normal. Yeah, I think so, man. I really do. Um, thing is, though, I can't remember if it was, it had to have been like after lunch that we decided we were going to swim across the lake because we were like, oh, yeah, let's go swim across the lake. Let's go swim to the other side because there was like almost like a little island by itself. And we were like, oh, there's no one over there. Let's go see what we can explore as teenage boys like to do. Uh, so we swam across the lake and uh, we made it. And I remember once we got like halfway looking back and was like, oh, this is a lot farther than we realized. So we swam pretty far. And I mean, think about it. It was pretty dangerous because there were boats going all across the thing. And it was it was not a good idea. Yeah, I remember there was a couple of boats that got pretty darn close to us. And I mean, they were going full speed because, I mean, it's the middle of the lake, right? It's a pretty much a throughway, And it's not like they're going to see a couple of idiots swimming across the lake, <laughs> you know, because most of us was under the water. And also, too, this was a very, 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 I wouldn't say a very deep lake, but it was it. I mean, where we were at in the middle of that thing was probably pretty darn deep. 
So if one of us were to not have, you know, had the gumption to keep swimming or something like that, it would have been very tough for the other one to have gotten the other one back. Um, but yeah, I remember getting all the way to the other side. There was that little island, but we saw it, and it was like it wasn't that far from the actual shore of the other side, if I remember correctly. So we were like, okay, we're gonna we've made it this far. We might as well keep going. So we made it all the way to there. And I mean, granted, what we're not telling you, we're fast forwarding a lot through this. You know, we went there and then we went back. This took, what would you say, Chris? I think this took like two and a half to three hours, something like this. It took a. Nah, it wasn't that long. It was probably about an hour. You don't think it was probably about an hour? I think it was longer. It was not two. It was not two and a half, three hours. We. It was not that long because my mom would have called us to come back. She would have been like, "Hey, y'all need to come back." It was maybe an hour. It was not that long. But I thought your mom it was not was, two and a half hours. But I thought your mom was upset because she did try to call for us and she couldn't get to us. I don't remember, dude. Like at one point, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was an hour. I don't think it was two and a half, three hours. It was not that long. I'll tell you what ended up happening with me, and just just an FYI, I'm a pasty white white guy, so you know I sunburn. I wouldn't say like, okay, really easy. Yeah, let's just say it. And, um, you know, I actually did reapply. Chris can attest to this. Even, like, Miss Debbie reapplied and everything. I got a nasty sunburn from swimming across there. I think it's because, you know, the water reflects the sunlight, and it was right there on my back. It was it was really bad. It's probably the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I got pretty bad sunburn, too, but it wasn't as bad as yours. You got, like, full-on, like, I think heat poisoning. You got full-on sick, like, really bad sick. It was it was awful. Yeah, blisters and all. It was it was terrible. I wouldn't recommend it for nobody. So, uh, lesson learned there. <laughs> um, a lot of times when you're at the lake or in a body of water and you look across somewhere and it's like, oh, that doesn't look that far. Uh, think again. You know, maybe it's not far when you're walking, but swimming. Oh, it's it's quite a ways. Because uh, I remember when we got back, man, I remember we were tired, tired, tired. Water is very deceiving as far as depth-wise. So, yeah, like Micah said, if it looks like it's not that far, it probably is. So, but yeah, it was a fun time. I remember having fun, but I remember Micah called me. He was like, dude, I got full-on sick, like throwing up. And I've gotten some burnt to that point uh, before, and it's not fun. Like, you're sick for a few days, and it's not great. And you don't want to eat, and you're just like want to throw up all the time it's not fun it's terrible it's it's really really bad and you know nothing the problem is to it nothing really helps so yeah just be cautious of the sun i mean it's kind of ironic that we're saying this in the middle of december when it's uh, mostly cold for all of our listeners but at the same time once summer does roll around uh be cautious of the heat and when that stuff happens well that's uh, what i was about to say is like there's a huge cold front pushing across the country like it's freaking like negative degrees in some places and it feels like it's seven degrees some places uh especially where i live i got outside today and i was like man jeez it's cold it's really really cold but uh that's besides the point it's even cold down here where i'm at normally it doesn't get below freezing and it's gonna get well below freezing so it's pretty crazy but um i digress let's move on to our next segment which is the jelly donut which is our jail report So it's my turn to do the jail report. So we have some interesting stuff, man. Um, I got one that happened today. Today. Fresh, hot off the press, my friend. You ready for this one? Yes. So there was a Preston County man, which I'm not going to say what's, well, I don't, 
it's West Virginia, which is a very interesting state to begin with. But we got somebody from West Virginia, and the police get called because there was someone driving erratically and doing donuts. And uh, just like in a good movie where it's like, oh, they kind of said the name of the show, I'm, you know, Donut Box. I'm going to take this part to say, you know. Anyways, never mind. So doing donuts in the parking lot here. So the police catch up with him, and according to the complaint, this guy was arrested because he was doing donuts, and when the state trooper got him, he was swerving on a particular road in the middle of nowhere. He was very, 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 very inebriated and had two children in the car, an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old. And according to to the report, so um, in most states here in the United States, the legal blood alcohol level is what chris 0.08 and i don't know why you asked me that uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna air out your stuff on 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 the podcast here my boy chris here he was trying to be a a popo for a little bit which that was cool so i figured he would know about the 0.08 i thought you were trying to say that i was an alcoholic which is not true (laughs) (laughs) not at all not at all (laughs) <laughs> not at all anyways no so um of the legal limit of 0.08 uh this gentleman blew a 0.209 so literally almost three times almost three times the legal limit yep so he was very 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 inebriated so now he was charged with two counts of child neglect and creating a substantial risk of death or seriously serious bodily injury that's crazy man tell you alcohol impairs your judgment i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times it's not worth it get an uber it's not worth it i just just crazy to me um so here's another one this happened you know of course we just finished the holiday season we're going into new year but this was a holiday story um so three women went to a store and they were caught on camera stealing a baby stroller and so here's how they were busted they accidentally left a child in a stroller that they owned in the store. So they had to come back for the child, and that is how they were caught. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of this one before. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Didn't they, like, try to go through self-checkout or something? And, like, th- and that's how they got caught. And then they and then they left the kid in the store, and then they had to come back for it. Yeah, that's man, that's crazy. Yeah, world's dumb as criminals. Yeah, to even leave your child in it how was the child did it say um no it doesn't say on this that would be ironic if the child was like the same age that they were buying the baby stroller for it's like oh you got the baby stroller but you just left the baby but uh yeah dude that's that's funny i mean it's not funny but it's like dang that's how they got caught it's because they left the kid crazy it's incredibly it's incredibly ironic right um So here's one that I think you uh, would find pretty cool, and I'm going to circle back to something that happened previously on a Donut Box podcast and what we talked about, but uh, this might sound familiar to you. A Walmart shopper's quick thinking helps police catch suspect. Uh, no, it's not you. Okay. But uh, there was a Georgia man that was praised for helping police apprehend a uh, shoplifting guy in the Walmart parking lot. This guy... Happened to be in the parking lot, and there's a video here, and the, the guy who robbed, he's running down, you know, the the parking lot there. This guy full-on takes his cart, full of stuff and everything, 
and like perfect shots him like right in front of him just sh like shoots that cart right in front of him causes the guy to flip over it and the cops end up catching him well that sounds like a movie and that guy got his recognition whenever i tried to stop the shoplifter at walmart i didn't even get a mention not even an anonymous mention they did they just totally took me out of the whole thing they didn't even say someone helped the police catch this shoplifter nope I helped catch a shoplifter. I did. I followed the shoplifter out of Walmart because she pepper sprayed the Walmart employees. And I took after, took off after her in my car and I called the police and I was keeping up with her and making sure that she did not uh, flee. And the police caught her. But you know what? It's okay. My reward is in heaven. And that's all that matters. But that's pretty cool. That looks, that sounds like just like out of a movie that you would just throw the shopping cart. And then it sounds like a comedy or something. Yeah, well, and the, the funny thing is, too, the video shows, literally the cop comes over and kind of, you know, there's one cop got him on the ground and is, um, you know, putting him in handcuffs. The other cop goes over to the citizen that just chucked this shopping cart in front of him and kind of pats him on the shoulder like, you did good, son. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> I wonder if they oh, gave man. him like a honorary certificate or something. Um, it doesn't say, but I would imagine something. Um, they did. Oh, okay. It does say that others helped pick up the items that fell out of his cart, and a few items were damaged, but others paid for it. So it sounds like pretty much people kind of. Oh well, that's nice. This one you're gonna think is very, very interesting. So a Pennsylvania woman was arrested after allegedly keeping her dead grandmother in a freezer for 15 years so that her family could continue collecting her social security checks. That's ridiculous, man. That's messed up. So here's the full story. The grandmother died in March of 2004, about 10 miles north of Philadelphia, and she was about 97, so she was pretty elderly. The granddaughter, who was 61 years old at the time of grand, the grandmother's death, so I mean, she was already pretty elderly, uh, allegedly told police that she kept um, the corpse because the family needed money. Police found the remains inside the home uh, in 2019. So think about this, 20 or 2004 they found it in 2019 and so um the granddaughter was charged with abuse of a corpse and then theft by unlawful taking and receiving of stolen property yeah that's like social security fraud man that's crazy okay first of all sorry this is totally off subject but i was thinking you said the granddaughter was 61 and the grandma was 97 so that means there was there's only a 36 year difference like you know what i mean like that grandma became a grandma when she was 36 i know dang I'm... so that family's messed up already no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding just kidding <laughs> just kidding but for real dude that's messed up that you would just like let your grandma die and then not say anything and then just keep collecting the social security check man yeah, it's, that's messed it's pretty... up but but you know what they say it's hard out here for a pimp just trying to make this money for the rent <laughs> And sometimes you got to keep dead granny up in your freezer. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Could you imagine just like, oh, hey, Johnny, can you go get the tater tots? Where are they at? Oh, they're right next to grandma. It's Ooh. just like, move her leg aside. I got it behind her leg, you know. Is that a, is that <laughs> granny's leg bone or is that a chicken wing? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, that's all I got, man. But yeah, um, crazy stories, though, man, especially the last one. The last one tripped me out. I was just. That is pretty of, crazy, man. But wow. I know we're going to segue into our next segment, which is the donut <laughs> hole. And it's your turn to do the donut hole. So what we got? 
Oh, so I know how you love games and quizzes and, you know, answering questions and stuff like that. So we talked about holiday foods and some things like that. But you know what? Um, I figure we could talk about food origins because uh, personally, I've been watching some interesting television. And it's primarily about factories and how things are made. But it talks about the food and, like, the origins that they come from. A lot of places, you know, some are obvious and some are, okay, yeah, I know where they come from. But some may shock you as far as, oh, wow, okay, I thought they came from one place and they actually came from somewhere totally different. So we're going to go through a quiz of uh, some different foods and I'm going to quiz you to see if you know where they came from. Okay, are they multiple choice or are you just going to ask me or give me a food and then be like, where do you think it comes from? Oh, multiple choice, man. We're going to make it easier than that. I will tell you, French fries don't come from France. They come from Greece. They're they're made in Greece. (laughs) Get it? Yeah, wow. Dang. That was <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Okay, sorry. I, I didn't mean to steal the segment. I didn't mean to steal the segment, so go ahead. No, you, you're good, man. So the first one's a little obvious. Uh, I think you'll probably get this one. But uh, which U.S. state is gumbo from? So A, Texas, B, Oregon, C, California, or D, Louisiana? Hmm. It's not from Texas. Just kidding. It's from Louisiana. Everybody knows gumbo. I like a good shrimp gumbo. It's pretty good. You know what I, I I like? Which do you like better, gumbo or jam, jambalaya? I like jambalaya better, to be honest with you. Is it because of the rice? Like you like kind of more of that rice? I think it's because of the rice and the shrimp and all that stuff. And there's like, it's more of like a, I know gumbo is like more of a hodgepodge and stuff, but I think jambalaya is too. But it depends on who makes the gumbo. Absolutely. Uh, segue just for a moment. I remember there was, um, if you remember, we had that um one cell leader that one time that made us that gumbo and it was duck and crawfish or it was duck crawfish and catfish all in one do you remember that that was delicious anyways yeah it was pretty probably making everybody hungry right now we're not even to the second question so next question which country is the dish pad thai from so there's a laos b china c thailand or d taiwan um i'm pretty sure it's from thailand is that where it's from yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's from Thailand. I just used my deductive reasoning skills. I was like, well, it's spelled Thai, T-H-A-I, so I'm assuming it's from Thailand. I tried to throw you off of Taiwan. Um, all right, next question. Which U.S. city is Key Lime Pie from? So there's A, Denver, B, Atlanta, C, Boston, or D, Key West? I've, I don't know if Key West is like a, a throw in there. I know Key Lime Pie is kind of like a southern thing. So I'm going to guess Atlanta. Nah, my friend. It's actually Key West. Yep, from Key West, Florida. Oh, that would make sense because of the name. Yeah. I should have went with my gut. And uh, Key West is known for a lot of limes and so, of course, Key Lime Pie. But um next next one this one's going to be interesting which country was the hawaiian pizza invented so if you know the hawaiian style pizza with like the it's got you know canadian bacon and um i was going to say pepperonis but uh what are they called pineapples they got pineapples on there which is a hot debate against for people with pizza but where did that come from did that come from um u.s canada england or the country of qatar that's a really weird one. I'm going to go uh, come from the U.S., man. I think it was a California thing. Pretty sure. You would think, man. Believe it or not, it came from Canada. Wow. 
I knew them Canadians were weird. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? I like pineapple. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It depends on what else is on the pizza. Like, I've had some weird stuff to where it's like, okay, pineapple don't go with this. But I've had some pretty interesting ones. Um, I remember when I actually worked at Papa John's for a brief stint, and they had, like, a barbecue sauce pizza where you put, like, a barbecue sauce and the cheese on it with, like, it actually wasn't half bad. Sounds a lot worse than what it was. So it was like uh, with with pineapple. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was with pineapple, but it had like a barbecue sauce base instead of like marinara. Sweet and, and tangy. Had... Yeah, it was interesting. Um, all right, so next one. Which country is sushimi from? So if you know what sushimi is, it's like sushi. It's uh, like the little rice block with either you know a piece of fish on top of it or whatnot. Uh, where is sushimi from? Is it Korea? Is it the United States? Is it England? Or is it Japan? Uh, I'm going to go with Japan. You are correct. Yeah, it is Japan. Sushimi does come from Japan. Do you like sushi, Chris? I don't think you like sushi. I don't like sushi. I like my fish to be cooked. I'm not a big sushi fan at all. And everyone's like, oh, you just haven't had the right kind. No, not a sushi fan. I was about to say... Uh, Korean, and you're gonna be like, no, I'd be like, oh, North Korean, huh? Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, next one here, um, which country are euros from? So if you know what a euro is, it's pita bread essentially, but it has um, kind of salad inside, but it'll have either lamb or sometimes they'll put like falafel or they'll put different things it's a mediterranean burrito that's what it is essentially essentially yes but uh which country did it come from uh a italy b greece c portugal or d england oh greece my man it came from greece you are absolutely correct that is exactly where euros come from or you know i've heard of i actually like euros they're pretty good yeah they're pretty good you know i i kind of like um if you've ever had halal food, which they have like euros and then they have, you know, lots of uh, meat on a stick kind of thing. It's good stuff. Um, so next question. This is kind of a different twist. This is the origin of a fruit. So where did a fruit come from pretty much? So where are tomatoes from? And it's going to be from a continent. Like what continent did they start from? And basically we have transported them all over the world by this point to grow did they start in a europe b south america d or c north america or d asia gonna go with europe believe it or not it is south america tomato started in south america and then was i did not know that transferred out learn something new every day i didn't either until i yeah sometimes when you're when i'm making these lists of questions or uh you know looking these up i'll learn stuff myself i i didn't know that myself so last question man last question so in the uk what are bangers so if you've ever heard them talk about bangers and mash or whatever what are bangers so is it a mashed potatoes is it b gravy is it c a scottish egg is it d turkey or is it e sausage bangers are good songs that they play on the radio just kidding I'm going to go with mashed potatoes. That's what I'm going to go with. You're actually close, but it's actually um, it's actually sausage. So bangers and mash. Bangers is the sausage. It mashes like the mashed potatoes that come with it. So they normally have like 
sausage and mashed potatoes. Kind of weird. I know we have a lot of UK listeners, but uh, different strokes for different folks, I guess. That's kind of a weird thing to call them, but whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, no hate on UK folks, but I mean, they have things like blood pudding and things like that. And I'm like, oof. So, I, you know, but I'm sure there are some things here in the States that we, like pig's feet and stuff that you'd probably turn your nose up at too, so I'm not... Or not macaroni sure. and cheese or chicken fried steak or something like that. Fried chicken. Absolutely. Probably, yeah, there'd be probably something different. But yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, but speaking of fries, that's a perfect segue to our next segment. And what fries are donuts? <laughs> and Chris, it's your turn this week. So what fries your donuts? Oh, buddy. Uh, This is a society trend that I'm seeing. And no, it's not TikTok. But I feel like as a society, we are so quick to put labels on stuff. And we are so quick to um, say things are worse than what they really are. So let me give you an example. So people will all the time be like, oh, so-and-so, they looked at me weird. Or, oh, so-and-so came in. And they crashed my party. That was so traumatizing. That was literally traumatizing. That's the word that I've heard a lot. It was like, this was literally traumatizing. And I'm not trying to discredit anybody's trauma or anything like that because there are people that have gone through some serious things. But something small is not traumatizing. Everything is not traumatizing. Or I've heard this one too, and this has been popular within the last few years. Everyone's like, oh, They're so toxic. They're toxic. And they want to label everybody as toxic. And yes, there are toxic people. And sometimes personalities just don't get along together. Sometimes some personalities just don't mesh. Doesn't mean that person's toxic. I I think we need to stop putting labels on so much crap. I'm sick of seeing it. Now, you need labels on stuff like cans of food, obviously. Like, those are good labels. But people are like, oh, they're so quick to label stuff. And here's another thing too, and I'll and I'll let you uh, jump in here in a minute. But people are so quick to use their label as a crutch, and people will just say, "Oh, well, I just it's just my anxiety," or "Oh, I just have anxiety." And it's like, yeah, maybe you have anxiety, but like, and and, and that's okay. But like, what are we doing to fix that? What are we doing to work on that? So we're not using this as a crutch just to make excuses for acting a certain way. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I definitely understand what you're saying. Let me ask you this. I'm going to meet what you're saying with a question. Um, How much do you think, not only social media, but media is in like 24-hour news networks and putting people into groups and kind of sensationalizing things quite often has uh, really exacerbated that our society. Do you think that that's played a big effect into into why we're to the point where almost the swing the pendulum is swung to the point where we're overly critical of everything, right? Like we're overly critical. It really doesn't matter what somebody. I mean, because it's true even for like celebrities, right? Celebrities can't even go on Twitter and say it's kind of what I talked about a few weeks ago with people not being understanding of other people's opinion. Nobody's going to you know, agree with 100% of what you say, but it's gotten to the point where people can't even, you know, if you have any sort of status, you can't go on Twitter and say, you know, I and what I'm going to say is if it's something horrible, like anti-Semitic comments or something, you should keep that to yourself. Like, please, for, for us all, like hate and stuff like that, keep it to yourself. 
But if you're just like, I dislike this, or I don't think this is good, or I think we should promote social change here, you know, I mean, social media is a good platform for you to do it, and because people can honestly choose to follow or not follow at that point, to see it or not see it. So, I mean, to me, I, I think everything is over-sensationalized. I know I just went on a whole thing, but how much, again, back to that question at first, how much do you think a lot of the social media and then, like, the 24-hour news networks and this, you know, all the sensationalization that's happened has played a role into it? Yeah, I think it, it has a big role to play, and I think a lot of people are so easy to self-diagnose and we're so easy to uh, just label things and, and diagnose, and we don't really get a full picture. We're so quick to be like, oh, yep, that person is toxic just because maybe they disagree with you or maybe they said one thing that you didn't like. You're like, oh, that person's toxic, and it's like, uh, I don't know. And my thing is, if you're label labeling everybody as toxic, everybody in your life, maybe you're the toxic one. Just sorry about that. Sorry to, you know, be that person to bring you bad news. But yeah, man, people people are so quick to put labels on stuff and we're so comfortable with our labels. We're so comfortable, like I said, we're so comfortable sitting with our depression or sitting with our anxiety. And hey, I've been in places where I've I've had depression and stuff. I'm not knocking people that have depression or people that have anxiety. What I'm saying is it's okay to like be there, but it's just not okay to stay there. Like, what are we doing to help get better? And people like to use their labels as an excuse to act a certain way. Yeah, as a crutch. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I, I've got people in my life, um, you know, family members and things like that, that literally will, you know, I can't, I can't do this because of my anxiety and depressions flaring up today. Listen, I know people who also deal with chronic anxiety and depression, and it's a real thing, and they deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis, but you know what? That's the main difference is they deal with it, and I'm not saying that you rub some dirt on it and move on, but you got to find tools and things to help you kind of thing, and the whole entire part about it is, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but one of the things that used to bother me whenever we'd be in church as a kid because uh, this used to be really popular. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if this is popular anymore. We're kind of diving off right quick. But when people would stand up and they would say, you know, because we used to have this thing where essentially people in the church could stand up and state their problems, essentially. And the whole church would pray behind them, and it would be kind of one of those things. Do you know how many times I heard, like, I need you, you know, Jesus to bless me financially and everything. But these people weren't willing to do the work. They had no job. They weren't trying to get a job. They weren't trying to do anything. They wanted something to fall into their lap. And see, the thing is, that bothered the heck out of me. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Chris. We've gotten to a place where it's like, well, you know, it, instead of it, we're letting these things, you know, in, the, in that case, it was more of... Um, I don't have a job, so I can't, I, you know, I can't afford my bills and I can't do this, but really there's more to it. Right. And I don't know. It's, it's to me, people take advantage of that sort of thing. And I get what you're saying about, they take advantage of the label and the situation that they're in milk it. <laughs> I think people also want to fit in. And when they put a label on themselves, they're like, okay, well I fit in with this group. Or I fit in with that group. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to fit in. But at the same time, man, like you need to stop being so quick to labeling things. A quick being like, oh my gosh, that was literally traumatizing. That math test that we had today, that was traumatizing. And it's like, no, 
and and we've talked about this before when people are like, oh, that's a trigger to me. Yeah, some things are triggers to you, but it's not everybody's job to tiptoe around your triggers. You need like you need to know your triggers. And if a friend crosses a boundary, that's a trigger for you. That's one thing. But for people to tiptoe around your triggers, uh, uh-uh, you gotta work. You gotta work on that, man. You gotta work on it. And that's all I gotta say about that. No, I totally get you, man. It's one of those things to where I'm hoping, you know, I hope the pendulum kind of swings the other direction, not incredibly far to where we can get almost middle of the road to where it's not so, um, because I mean, you know what the root word of prejudice is, it's prejudging somebody. And that's essentially what's going on a lot is there's a lot of this, you know, prejudice happening and saying, okay, you know, this is what this person is. Sometimes they don't even know the person. They see him from across a room, and they're like, oh, that person's stuck and stuck up and rich and everything, and they don't know anything about the person's life, and there's a lot of that. So, But anyways, uh, moving on, because we can do that for forever. I, I know us. <laughs> so moving on, we're on to our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. So, Chris, we got a game today, man. Uh, it's the ABC game which uh, for those of you who haven't heard us do it before, it's basically we're going to pick a scenario and we're going to build a story starting with A and it's going to keep on going all the way down the alphabet here. Um, Chris, what what scenario are you thinking, man? At the mall. At the mall, all right. So here's what we could do. Do you want to start it off? Sure. I will go ahead and start. All the stores are having a great 50% off sale because they're about to close. But everything's going really, really fast, so we need to get there and get what we need before it's picked over. Could you spot me 20 bucks? I left my wallet in the car. I'll pay you back on Friday. Does it look like I'm made of money bags? I don't have the money. Exactly. I know that you got a raise, and so you are made out of money. Forget about it. There ain't no raise. Great Scott, man. You told me last week that you... Got a raise. What's going on? How about you leave me alone about the raise? It didn't happen. In fact, I got fired instead. I'm going over to the Auntie Ed's pretzels because I'd like a pretzel. Just understand something. I wasn't great at my job, okay? Kills me to know that you don't want to get a pretzel. Listen, why do you keep bringing up this pretzel? I'm trying to talk to you about this job thing. Maybe it's because I'm distracting myself from thinking about this job. Because I just want a freaking pretzel. Never mind. We'll go get the stinking pretzel. Obviously, you don't care about getting a pretzel with me. Please, we're getting the daggone pretzel. What more do you want from me? Quit yelling at me. It's not necessary. Right. Because I'm actually yelling. I'm raising my voice right now. Shut your freaking mouth before you cause a seat. Take that toe with me. You're going to have problems. Unfortunately, we've already had problems before, and this is starting to become a toxic situation. Verily, verily, I say unto ye, don't you mess with me, or I'll punch you with my knee. Well, that rhyme. X-ray vision is what I'm going to buy next. You could help me find my keys so that we can get out of here. Zebra? Is that a zebra over there I see? And that was our... ABC game at the mall. Z is always a hard one, and X is always a hard one to figure out stuff. For some reason, my mind always goes to X-Ray. There's other stuff I could put it in there, like, you know, xylophone or some other thing, but it's always like X-Ray. I don't don't know why. Yep, so we are going to wrap up our segment with the Eclair, which is our positive advice, and you went first last week, so I'm going to go first this week. 
And I know, I know the new year is coming up and everyone is saying, new year, new me. Here's the thing. Sometimes it's great to start new things. It's great to start the new gym workout. It's great to start the new diet. It's great to start doing new t- new routines. But let's be honest with ourselves. We all know those things only last about a month or two, and then we give up on them. So my advice to you is to be consistent with something this new year. So what I mean by that is take something that you've already been doing and just continue to be consistent. Sometimes you don't have to do something new in order to have a great new year. Sometimes you just have to maintain and to keep consistent the things that you've already been doing. And so I'm not saying to fall into a rut or to become complacent because that's the other side of that spectrum. But sometimes you just need to be consistent in things because maybe you're a type of person that you're always starting something new and consistency isn't a big thing for you. So maybe that's kind of your new thing. It's kind of ironic, I guess, consistency is being a new thing and you're not really trying to do new things. But anyways, but be consistent with what you're doing because that's consistency is 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 a big deal. So mine really ties in hand in hand, as it always does. But stay ready for the opportunities that are coming about this upcoming change of year. Yes, I know it's the new year and Chris, you said something about the new year and it's all the cliche stuff. But really and truly at the beginning of the year, whether it's employment, whether it's life in general, a lot of the times opportunities or different things to, to you know start humans are all about patterns right and at the new year everybody wants to have a brand new start so a lot of things do start at the beginning of the year so stay ready for the opportunities or hey if there's any hobbies that open up in your life that maybe you weren't able to do before couldn't afford it or you know maybe it wasn't available in your area or something like that man go for it that's an opportunity to have because you know even hobbies uh even things to enjoy yourself and to relax you know those are opportunities to better yourself so jump on them and keep your eyes peeled because uh don't let them slip you by first the year is a great time to seize those and that is great advice so we have been so excited to do this with you this year this 2022 i don't know for you but for me it's been a great year it's been a good year god has really blessed me this year too fast yeah it moved really really fast and so we're thankful for all you guys check us out at tvtrashcan.com tvtrashcan.com and i know that we have new stuff for you guys coming up in the next year we've done a lot of cool stuff this year but we're going to have some new stuff coming up for you guys next year. Uh, anything else you want to tell them? I'm in. I think you covered most of it. But, yeah, tvtrashcan.com. Go see us on YouTube and things like that. Like you said, we're having new stuff come up all the time. So, yeah, hit the subscribe button. It'll tell you every time we do post something new. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate you all. And, you know, I think that this donut box is ready to get taken out to the trash. What you say? Yeah, man, let's trash it. All right, man. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And you've been listening to the Donut Box Podcast. We'll see you guys next year.